Hey, welcome to the Whose Sign Is It Anyway podcast, the podcast by two sisters, and I'm Deborah, and I'm Mia, and we're welcoming you into our bi-monthly conversations all about the new and full moon. So this episode is all about the Taurus full moon coming on October 31st at 1049 a.m., so a Halloween full moon. Ah, happy Halloween! Like, what the... F. <laughs> I know. I just keep thinking like it's already October. It's already the end of October. End of October. Heading towards the end of 2020. Like a fucking real life scary movie happening with a full moon on Halloween. Mm. And this is also going to be a blue moon. So a blue moon is when there is a second full moon in a month. So we had the beginning one in we had the full moon in aries in the beginning of october now we have our full moon in taurus all right guys so today i'm going to walk you through the outline of what we're going to be discussing so we're going to start off as always describing what the moon energy is so we're going to be discussing what full moon energy is uh, what an opposition is then we're going to do a super brief um scorpio info because in order to really discuss full moons, we want to discuss this, um, the sign that the sun is in as well. Um, then we're going to be discussing Taurus energy, um, Taurus moon energy, and then, of course, the aspects for this moon, for this full moon. Then we're going to help you build your own horoscope by letting you know what house this full moon is going to be hitting you in. And then, of course, our favorite part are tarot cards. So excited. I'm actually excited to read the little poll I did since I didn't do one last episode and I feel like the cards were really ready to speak up again Mm -hmm. so yeah let's get started full moon energy so energetically full moon is a time to release yeah I was thinking about it and I feel like it's like the full moon's like a detox like it's kind of yes. sucks when you're detoxing <laughs> but ultimately it's what's good for you and yeah I feel like the like the whole release thing it sounds really cathartic and it is but it also can be you know kind of annoying Not fun. Um, so yeah. I was thinking of like new words to describe a full moon and I feel like a detox a little bit I love that you know me mm. like I'm all about like health like detoxing and yes. everything like that so yes I love that and so a reason why it's energetically considered a time for releasing is because a full moon is when the sun is in opposition to the moon meaning they're 180 degrees apart from each other they're in opposition aka they're in the most opposite signs from each other and so what this creates is kind of like a tug of war tension or like a seesaw tension where you have to kind of balance out and integrate those two energies of the sun and the moon to kind of meet in the middle yeah and oppositions are normally like seen as like a challenge in like if it's in your natal chart then it's something you have to work on or whatever you're giving attention to and it's similar with the full moon because it is an opposition so it is going to be a bit challenging but it like again with the detox like it's rewarding in the end yes. and yeah 
hundred percent. I definitely like want to. Oh, like that. This is the part that I love astrology because the things that are like were traditionally labeled as challenging or difficult, they really are the most beautiful things because. Yes. Yeah, because like, especially like speaking of oppositions, for me, it's really about refining energies Mm. because of the opposition. It's finding one within the other. So you're really kind of mastering both of these energies because you're working on such a like of the minute and like um, basic level of it. Mm -hmm. So like that's what's so cool because that's difficult just like you were using with the detox example like sometimes it's a struggle yeah but like once you do it like you you just reap so many benefits i feel like every time we go to describe the full moon it's we always just like to mention that while there's challenge in it and it might not be as like i don't know easy like as fun to do like you're not sitting down and like writing your your goals or what you're trying to manifest for that cycle it's it's putting the work in so something else that I was thinking about I always like to mention that it is the halfway point um so you're Mm -hmm. doing some decision making and I also think it's a time to like recommit to yourself and I feel like whenever I don't know in a relationship people are like you have to work through the hard times like that's what makes it real and I feel like that's to yourself like if you made a plan at the new moon and now you're at the part where it gets difficult it's like okay am I going to commit to myself and to my plan and see it through and work through this like hard point or you know you could give up and it's choosing (laughs) it's having that choice of like I'm going to get through this full moon and I'm going to continue my goals. I'm going to continue pushing myself. And just because it wasn't as easy as it was during the new moon, it's still just as important to me. So exactly. Like it's always easy to do when it's easy. Right. Exactly. And then, yeah. So I love that. Yeah. You're really on it with these examples. (sighs) I really thought about it. Oh, BTW guys. So we're filming this. What is this? The 27th. And so a few days before Halloween, but like, we're, so we switched it up and we're recording at night, which I thought was very fitting for like the Taurus full moon for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> normally we record during the day and now it's nighttime. Yeah. We're both more morning people, but True. we're here. We're doing here we it are. for you guys. <laughs> and speaking of Halloween, getting into some Scorpio energy and I just, it's, it is no coincidence that Halloween is during Scorpio season. It's oh, no. so fitting, and yeah, so we're just going to briefly talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. Just like Deborah said, to give the comparison of the energies you're going to be working with in this opposition, yes. but also because it's a little spooky, and yes. spooky season. <laughs> exactly. So when we're talking about full moons, like we said, we were talking about oppositions. So in this example, the sun which is in Scorpio, is going to be opposing the moon in Taurus. Um, And with an opposition, that means you're going to be working with like the moon and Taurus energy with the sun in um, Scorpio. So we kind of can't ignore it. And this is going to be super brief because next week, by the way, guys, we're going to have a guest on our first guest. Our first guest for episode, I think it'll be 13. Oh my god how funny is it that's gonna be episode 13 and like that's like the scorpio number like the card in the major arcana that it rules is the 13th card aka the death card oh wow we should definitely get into some numerology next episode then so look forward to that yes she's gonna be she's one of my favorite scorpios so it's totally fitting 
Yes. Um, so super brief Scorpio vibes are like very intense. They're water signs. So they're deeply feeling, deeply mm. intuitive. Um, they're very like on their shit as far as like catching bullshit. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you cannot put one past like Scorpio energy. Yeah, that's so good because I actually wrote like I was like they kind of get a bad rap and people are like oh they're so I don't know this or that and I feel like it more sense from that they're they're not themselves sketchy people but they Mm -hmm. don't trust very easily they have walls up Mm -hmm. so it's like they think everyone else is sketchy and that's yeah (laughs) so that's like where it can get weird but really they are they're great I think like some things i was thinking about you know they're very mysterious and they can be kind of reserved but they have great emotional depth but also mm. like they I don't know it's all this like I don't know you know very Scorpio things but also you know on a lighter note they're very funny and like they are a good time and I think that that's not brought out enough yeah like we always say it's like the fiery water yes a hundred percent and I always see like on social media and stuff how um like Scorpios are just like water Aries or something because they have that level of intensity and like also like I said like that fun side they do have it when it is revealed it's just as intense as their like moody side yeah oh my god I love it I can't wait actually for next episode okay so no more spoilers we'll Uh, get into Taurus energy I'm holding myself back baby um all right so now we're gonna go into Taurus energy okay Taurus yeah so this is a really fun these next two episodes are really fun for me because i'm a taurus sign with a scorpio moon so we have um i love both of these energies the oppositions mm-hmm. i love both of them and like one thing that i um with opposition signs that are 180 degrees from apart i feel like they either one sign has something that the other sign is lacking as mm-hmm. far as for like completion and wholeness and um but with this um, Taurus and Scorpio opposition, I feel like the Scorpio is kind of like the more amped up, intense Taurus. And we'll get into it a little bit more um, how we see it like that. So Taurus energy in general, right? Um, it's keywords of I have, but I totally prefer the keywords of I value. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the element of Earth. It's a fixed sign and it's ruled by venus i love that like libras and tauruses because of like their connection with venus i mm-hmm. love those traits and i'm always really drawn to those people i i love tauruses obviously not just because my sister's a taurus <laughs> i just lucked out with that one but Aww. yeah so what we did we've been doing this the last couple episodes so deborah what is your favorite qualities Ooh. Of a Taurus. And then some of your least favorites. So it's really funny because. <laughs> They're all your favorites. Notes, yeah. Like if you see my notes, like I have like 20 high vibe and three <laughs> low vibes. Okay. It's called self love. Like, like, yeah. I like couldn't think of any really low it's Okay. Ones. I'll think of low ones for you, Deb. <laughs> I bet you don't have that many. <laughs> it's the, it's so, the Venus for me. I don't. You're right. Yeah. So one reason why I said like the keywords traditionally for Taurus is I have because it really rules that material world um, as far as like elements and nature really is like when I want to connect it to instead of like materialistic and I will get there in a second. Um, 
and that's why I prefer I value because Venus is about your values, right? And especially the second house that Taurus rules, it's about your your self-worth. It's about your personal values. And I think the way in the connecting with like how Taurus can generate resources and that's why i translate normally to i have but they do that for things that they value mm-hmm. that's why they are signs of like much integrity um in the high vibe and like when it's in the low vibe it can manifest as materialistic because we still have that generative power um but it tends to be too widespread and it could be misaligned with our values um but when it is aligned and in the high five high vibe it's highly generative and able to create abundance Mm. from the resources it has around it so i think that's so cool like i really i think as i've grown older as the sun taurus i've really realized how like i always be like oh the grounded a reliable stable person but the part that is my favorite is really that like generative manifesting of capabilities I think that's like my favorite high vibe. I love that. And I I was looking at what I wrote for all of the great things and I just want I'm going to share them now my little list. But <laughs> I do think that Taurus is the ultimate earth sign, which is just an opinion. Earth signs are are all great because they're they're so grounding. They're such a great presence to have in your life. And but I think obviously like all signs have like low vibes and stuff, but I think Taurus mm-hmm. really captures the like the comfort. They're all about like the comfort, cozy, big hug. So I think mm-hmm. of course that's comforting. That's what you would want around you. And that's really why I love them. But some key words I thought of um, about Taurus is that obviously they're very grounding. They're loyal and honest, beautiful, comforting, intelligent, benevolent, strong-willed, ambitious, Likes mm-hmm, the finer mm-hmm. things in life and are hardworking though, which I think is a great combination. They're they're not to, the ones necessarily to like sit and complain that they don't have something while not working towards it. Like they're always yeah. actively mm-hmm. working towards something they want, which is why when you said the I value part, I I totally agree. I think that they're like Tauruses are all about what they value and like what they're gonna mm. do about it. Um, yeah, and and they just like think things through. That's that Earth energy. Mm-hmm. And the low vibes to humble Deborah a little bit is their obvious like bull like stubbornness. They can they're a fixed sign, so they do like things their way and their way tends to not change, at least not quickly. Mm-hmm. It takes it's a gradual oh. evolution of change. Super slow, hundred um, percent. Also this this trait varies obviously but Taurus are also known for for being a bit lazy sometimes they like their rest their sleep their couch time so which I respect I think that lazy is a bad word I think we should rest but they are they are known sometimes for that can we discuss this because I really don't get it like oh I get it I have a roommate who's a Taurus and well not anymore but she used to nap all the time Okay, can anyone listening to this and like connects with Taurus energy or gets this like, do you see this? Do you agree? I know, I know it's the most typical like um, tropes of like Taurus. I thought I feel like, yeah, food and that it comes up a lot. Well, I was just going to say like, so another like really big aspect of 
Taurus is because it rules like the physical world. It is has so many like capability of senses. And this is also why I related. So like a Scorpio is a more intense one because it's, it remains again within the physical world, but like the sense of touch and smell and taste and all that is really um, a big aspect of like Taurus energy. That's why they're also considered highly sensual energy because sensual, yes, as far as like sexy and like desire and pleasure, but just sensual in the way of senses. Mm, you know what I mean? Like right. all the senses. Yeah. So that's a bit on Taurus energy. Like, and this this can be applied to a sun Taurus also like any planet this is just like a brief overview of the energy and now we're going to get into specifically um what a Taurus moon wants what they need a little bit about them so yeah the moon is actually exalted in Taurus which just means that the moon is thriving in Taurus it has whenever I see that a sign's exalted in a certain placement I I read somewhere and I will always continue to think about it as that planet has access to all of its tools to accomplish Mm -hmm. its purpose or like whatever that planet represents the best so if the moon wants comfort peace security safety love taurus is really fantastic (laughs) at providing that for a person for themselves and for others so i feel like taurus moons they're as people they're just like a human version of a hug you know and to themselves they can be very kind like I feel like they're they know what self-care is but they also can show that to others but yeah I just Mm -hmm. think of them as the go-to person to learn about (laughs) self-love yeah and I feel like this is where the Taurus moon relates to the Taurus I'm sorry, the Taurus moon relates to the um, Libra moon because, again, both Libra and Taurus are ruled by Venus. Mm -hmm. And part of the Venetian aspect is how you relate to others and, like, with others, right? Mm -hmm. So the Taurus moon, as much as as it can be that grounding, stabilizing force within itself, it also tends to do that a lot for others. Um, And so one of the aspects of a Taurus moon is making sure that you're not just overgiving of yourself, um and for the sake of preservation and really getting into that self-care and what comforts you personally yeah and i think it's like taurus moons because they have that earthy aspect have a better idea of boundaries than a for example Mm -hmm. pisces moon we've talked about pisces and their relationship with boundaries so i think that's Mm -hmm. what really pushes like the moon to be so comfortable in taurus is that it has all the warm and fuzzy without the overstepping so yes and obviously everything is a balancing act of course but Mm -hmm. because it has that earthy aspect to it 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 can ground itself and be like okay you're getting a bit out of control you're you're overindulging or which like you just said the word yeah so that's and of course you know we talk about um high vibes and low vibes and i suppose like a low vibe of taurus moon could that be that it has the potential to be overindulgent but Mm -hmm. i i like i said i think the earthy aspect grounds it consistently 100 percent. like and i wrote the same thing where it, I feel like it has a tendency to indulge when it's when it's triggered, when it's uncomfortable, when it's feeling unsafe, because then it tries to seek um, that comfort in the things that, like, they shouldn't use in excess. Right. 
Um, and something that I read in the Astrology for Real Life by Teresa Reed about a Taurus uh, moon is that they have to remember that emotional growth happens outside your comfort zone. Mm. Um, so that's with actually my transition to the aspects of this full moon, of this Taurus full moon, mm. because there's going to be one major aspect that's gonna, that we're going to be discussing that's going to be happening that day, and it's a big one. It's a and it's a big one. So Huge. Let's get into it. Great, great transition, Deborah. Mm-hmm. So we have the moon conjunct Uranus, and I believe we talked about Uranus a bit the last episode. So, but just a recap, Uranus is the planet of like technology, of modern life, like changes. And I like to think of it as the cool planet. I think, you know, it has some fun Mm -hmm. stuff going on. It's an outer planet. So it just, in its nature, has more to do with like generational waves and the collective. So when I, when we say like, technology or like modern life like we are like it is on a slightly bigger scale so when you see the changes in society like that's where this is coming yeah from. it rules like the internet it rules electricity um i also like to think of it as the for me like the big word that comes up with uranus is the disruptor mm. it really is that like boom it like changes things up it's it up. unpredictable it's considered like a rebel and a revolutionary mm-hmm. um, planet. Right. And so, like Mia said, it's in conjunction. So in conjunction means that the planets are right next to each other, right on top of each other. And the reason this aspect is going to be so powerful is because they're almost exactly on top of each other on the full moon. So the big overarching theme is going to be this aspect yeah so in conjunction when they're together it creates a blending of the energies and that blending and that picture that's created by those two energies really is dependent on what those two energies are so we have um moon in taurus right which is like comfort and like but our emotional comforts and needs and safety and stability mm-hmm. um, on top of the planet that likes change. <laughs> this again, like this is a fix in the sign of Taurus, which is a fixed sign. Right. Does not like change. Yeah. So, and we'll get into it in a bit, but, and the tarot cards really do bring up this idea of change. And that's what this aspect mm-hmm. is all about. It's Uranus coming, knocking at our door and being like, time to shake things up and so yeah it's being prepared for the unexpected essentially which is an oxymoron obviously but yeah so this aspect is just gonna bring some surprises i think i can yeah you can see it coming so that's funny you said that being prepared for like the unexpected and it's like so how do you prepare for the unexpected and that is like what I want you to take home from like what we say today is that it's remaining open, remaining flexible, remaining able to receive. Yeah. And just obviously you can't prepare in that you, you don't know what it's going to be, but Mm -hmm. I like wrote in my notes, like keep an eye out for the unexpected. And I think that that's important and more helpful to, to think about is oftentimes we can be very, very unaware of our environment, especially it hasn't changed in months you know we're all in our houses and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's to keep to keep flexing that muscle to like detect change 
And like Deborah said, being able to be open to it then, because if you're just living your life and you're not looking out for that, once it, it forces its way into your life, that change, it's all that more hard because you were like, I wasn't expecting to change. I just wanted to sit and do what I was doing. The resistance. So keep an eye out yeah. for it and like where you, where you're going to need to adapt to it. That's the word I was thinking of before when I was like, not react, adapt. adapt. There you. you go. There you go. Um, yes, 100%. Because so Uranus is going to be in Taurus till I think it's 2026. This is a long transition. And it's just being high. This full moon is going to kind of highlight the things of that. Like you summed it up perfectly before. Like we have to be able to adapt to the unexpected because just like in that quote from the astrology for real life is that emotional growth happens outside of your comfort zone. So we have to also let ourselves be open to that opportunity for growth. And like, because otherwise we're going to stay in that comfort zone as long as we can. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So that's that aspect that we're going to be really feeling this full moon and now Deborah's gonna do the mini horoscope with your houses and you can see which area of your life a lot of this is gonna be manifesting in for this full moon wait so I I did also just wanted to add with the aspect of the moon conjunctoriness is that you really want to hone into the energy of the full moon in general outside of just in relation to the to Uranus because you want to hone into the power and the capability of manifesting creating abundance from your resources just because your resources may change or it's a different environment we still have that capability, especially with the Taurus moon. So if we know that we can flex those capabilities, even in a time of disruption, I think we really just want to hold on to that because then we know that like there that we can create um, what is right for us and what we want, even in times of like unexpected change. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Um, okay, so now we're going to get into the houses, letting Ooh. you know what house this full moon is going to be hitting you in. So in astrology, there are 12 houses that have dominion over different aspects in your life. We're going to be doing this with a whole sign system. And you can go either by your sun sign or your um, rising sign. And whichever is best for you. Um, or if you want a more accurate reading, please reach out to us and we can definitely help with that. So if you're in Aries or Aries rising, this will be in your second house and Taurus or Taurus rising in your first Gemini or Gemini rising in your 12th house, Cancer or Cancer rising in your 11th, Leo or Leo rising in your 10th. Virgo or Virgo rising in your ninth, Libra or Libra rising in your eighth, Scorpio or Scorpio rising in your seventh, Sagittarius or Sagittarius rising in your sixth, Capricorn or Capricorn rising in your fifth, Aquarius or Aquarius rising in your fourth, and lastly Pisces or Pisces rising, it'll be in your third house. All right, so what the hell do these signs mean? (laughs) Let me tell you. 
All right. So your first house is all about your self-image, your appearance, your identity, your vitality. Second house is all about your money, possessions, personal values, livelihood. Um, Gemini. Oh, I'm sorry. Third house ruled by Gemini. Mm. Um, is all about communication, early education, the mind, and your siblings. And fourth house is all about your home, your family, your childhood home. Fifth house is all about your self-expression, your creativity, romance, and children. Sixth house is all about work, um, your work environment, your daily routines, your health, and your pets. Seventh is all about partnerships. Eighth is about mental health, sex, death, intuition, and other people's assets. Um, ninth is about your higher education, your travel, spirituality, astrology. Tenth house is about your career, your external validation and reputation. Eleventh is your friends and your social life, groups, associations. And lastly, your 12th house is like your hidden life um, and your subconscious and your dreams. And there you have it. Mm-hmm. I am very excited about this full moon. Obviously, Halloween. But yes, it's while it's still a full moon, obviously, that comes with its challenges. It's nice that it's a little calmer there's a little less going on a little less chaotic yeah and it's in its exaltation so yeah. it is naturally just an easier moon mm-hmm. so and if, yeah and of course because it's in taurus it's exalted and taurus and yeah i can't wait to experience <laughs> it you're like yeah 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 no that all makes so much sense that's why i'm so excited <laughs> really you nailed that funny. on the noggin Yes. So now we're going to get into our tarot pulls. So normally we'll pull and pull to say like the energy we're going to be feeling going into the full moon, during the full moon, and coming out of the full moon. Mm-hmm. So I'll start. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So I the first card I pulled was the star which is a major arcana card and is I pulled it and it just makes you smile. It's all Mm -hmm. the good feelings, good things, good manifestations, healing, and that even just the card looks like a garden of Eden. It's all very Mm -hmm. perfect. And it comes in, in the order of the major arcana, it comes after a time of like great distress and, being torn and like having to make decisions, having to go through that. So as far as the story of the major arcana goes, it does represent like the light at the end of the tunnel, the reward, mm-hmm. the like fruits of your labor and peace that comes from that. Not just like physical reward, but like spiritual and emotional reward. Um, yeah. And that's something to look forward to. It really is all around a great card as far as just peace and comfort. But that very, it's, it's not... it's hopeful yes like when i think of the star card i think of hope yes which is a great message for this taurus moon obviously it's not the taurus card but i just think again that comfort that that brings is will be amplified because we're going into this taurus energy Mm -hmm. and then the next card is the reverse tower but before you get scared 
for hearing the tower. <laughs> it's I've I believe it has to do with the moon conjunct Uranus and that change. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously going to be scary and uncomfortable, and like you're being pushed out of the tower and you're not with it being reversed. You're just not being prepared for it and you're resisting that change. So with this mm-hmm. card, my biggest advice is to not resist the change because you'll you'll be feeling feeling the effects of the tower if you do resist it if you are being very stubborn about it so Mm -hmm. careful with the Taurus energy here but yeah it's not a bad thing it's just it's saying it's letting us know hey change is coming whether or not you're ready for it and if you're not ready for it it's gonna look like Mm -hmm. the tower the breakdown yeah right and then for the last part one card actually flew out of my deck while I was shuffling like flew out across my bed from the first little shuffle and is the six of wands and I paired that with the last card which is the seven of pentacles because all the seven of pentacles the man is like looking down at the work he's done and he's tired and it's it's putting all that practical work in the boring stuff and the tiring Mm -hmm. stuff and then the six of wands I always read as just not giving yourself enough credit it's this idea like he's come back from like the the figure in the card is like he's come back from the war and everyone's cheering him on but he's kind of like oh I it wasn't that great what I did like I'm just I'm Mm -hmm. back and I made it I'm alive and that's fine but I feel like the combination of these cards is telling you that you the work you put in is going to be something to not like congratulate yourself for but that everything means something you should be kind to yourself especially with the change that's coming represented in the tower and that's backed by the moon conjunct uranus then you know don't be so hard on yourself because you're going to have to change your change it up a little bit and mm-hmm. that's going to be very tedious however it's still something to be to like pat yourself on the back for that not resisting change and actually working with it yeah and i feel like that um six of wands is also like it's gonna be okay you know like yeah you're gonna do it like you did survive doing great (laughs) so yes yeah yes and yeah so that's that and i I think it really is telling a great story of the change we're going to be seeing. That's the word that's really sticking out of my head as I was thinking about this full moon is something unexpected is going to happen or you're going to be feeling or it's going to change up your schedule or whatever you're doing that's been so consistent for the past few months because of obviously quarantining and the pandemic. So now things are going to get shaken up a little, but go with the flow. Mm-hmm. We'll get full come out of it. <laughs> yes, yes, always will. Um, so my cards are not too far off. So my three cards spread for what we have going into the full moon during the full moon and what we're going to be receiving out of the full moon. My first card is the five of wands. So the five in numerology normally, um, suggests conflict. And that's exactly what the five of wands is. It's a bunch of guys, um, white guys on this <laughs> card of course um yeah that are kind of fighting for power and because it's wand it's kind of petty you know like because it's quick it's not that meaningful um it's really just kind of unnecessary fighting you know and then the car yeah and then the card going into the full moon is the lover's card 
And of course, uh, the lover's card is about love, right? But it's also about integration Mm. and um, yeah, like finding that balance or not even so much balance, but like seeing within the other, um, the yin and the yang. And I think that's great because it's again, the full moon in opposition. And that's kind of like what the lovers is, is about like finding what's in others within you and finding like kind of like that common ground. Um, So I feel like a message that we want to carry throughout that conflict, like, and the things are getting like, there's violence, there's pettiness, there's a lot of it's, it's incessant whatever it is whatever you want to call it it's just everywhere right like mm-hmm. and so i think with the lover's cards it's kind of just to kind of pacify us in the way of trying to reconnect with our heart trying to act out of compassion um for others as well as for ourselves and then what we're going to be receiving out of this full moon is like one of the most Taurus cards it's the queen of pentacles so the queen of pentacles yes and she's one of my favorites she is just like the uh, the queen of manifestation in a way like so in the what's that book that i always read the 78 degrees of wisdom it relates a card to you always read (laughs) yeah um i i never have it too far from my arm (laughs) um it's related to the magician card Mm. and as far as even with like the visual cues um, but as well as the energy because again Taurus energy is so much about creating and abundance and like fertility and like fertilities this is actually something I wanted to talk about before is that um, Taurus has this capability of like transforming the material world as far as like also like Scorpio energy it transforms like death and endings Mm. so they both have these like incredibly strong transformative power. The queen, the Taurus energy, which is so deeply rooted in this queen of pentacles is saying that like whatever, again, your resources are, you're able to manifest and generate and be creative and create a life of abundance. And part of that, and what's one of the major aspects of this card is self-trust because it is also connected to the Empress card, but the queen of pentacles actually has a lot more self-awareness because of that more humanity aspect because the empress is more of an archetype like more of like a godlike figure and the queen of pentacles is more human and so that self-trust is also something that you want to guide you through these difficult times where things are unexpected where things are troubling or there's things going on is kind of like always going back to your intuition and what you know and your heart center and starting from there of creation so i think that that is all energies i want yes (laughs) such a good poem yeah good card it's such a beautiful card even in like the traditional rider weight which is like sometimes the art i feel like is not as aesthetically pleasing as like the new decks mm. but like the rosebuds and i don't know i'm a taurus i'm a sucker no it is it's a pretty card and i love it how you compared it to the empress and yeah it is much more human and it is on a more of a personal level than like on this huge overarching theme of energy this is like those court cards do normally represent people 
So mm-hmm. while this is a car, this is a spread for the collective, and it's not necessarily pointing out a specific person, it does have that idea of humanness in that it it's meant to relate to people specifically more. So I'm I'm glad you said that, and yeah. I am excited for that energy. I do think we need some Taurus energy to get everyone feeling good again i don't know holidays are coming up Mm -hmm. and getting into that and obviously scorpio season it's bringing all Mm. the excitement (laughs) so yes i can't wait for our next episode on the scorpio new moon yes but for now guys i hope that you got all the information you're looking for for this taurus full moon aka halloween night Yes. We have a great full moon and happy and safe Halloween. All right, guys. Um, so look out for our next episode. That's going to be for the new moon Scorpio on November 14th. We'll release it the day before on November 13th. And thanks for listening. Bye. See you next happy time. Halloween. Bye.